Hi everyone, Kumar Datatran here with Agile Meridian. Welcome to the Agile Shorts, episode six, where we're gonna be talking about how to avoid burnout. And this is actually a talk that I could benefit from because I'm feeling it, I'm feeling burned out. After a year of this pandemic and working from home uh, for just about a year, um, of course, getting pretty good at the, all the digital tools with live streaming and all the stuff that we never, I never thought I would be doing, but here we are live streaming. Um, and so um, um, I'm going to turn it over to, to Mike and Jolly here and just to sort of get your thoughts on the whole pandemic induced burnout. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What, what, one of the tough things for me definitely has been that uh, there's no clear start to the day and end to the day. Uh, everything is kind of blending in. There's no lunchtime. Uh, everything kind of flows from, you know, the moment you wake up, it flows from one to another. And uh, that kind of extends our day beyond the normal work day that we used to have, uh, which which has probably added to the stress factor uh, and, and added to the fact that uh, every, every five minute conversation that used to be like, hey, let's chat about this is now a 30 minute phone call, uh, potentially with more than one people and uh, going all the way to the bottom of the top of the hour. Uh, and, and that is really um, taking a lot of toll um, yeah. on, on, on everybody, I'm sure. It yeah, sure is. the transition, there's no transition time. There's so little, so, so little time in the day baked into even transition between things during the day, between the beginning and the end of the day, which is very, as you said, Jolly, it's 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 very kind of nebulous to begin with. Um, there's no commute. There's no there's no kind of like ah, just that just even walking out to a car. You know, you you get a five minutes to yourself to like, okay, this is what I just went through, and kind of get set up for the next thing. Uh, transitioning from room to room in, in a building, you get that transition time. Um, you know, it's 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 been very 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 challenging because. You look at a day now, and how many hours of the day are consumed with, um, with act with active brain work, and no time to transition or 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 switch um, effectively uh, within the day. It's it, it it does start to add up awful fast. Yeah, that really resonates with me. That that active brain work. It's it's eight, nine, ten hours of active brain work without any break really between meetings or between uh, between anything, right? So before in the in an office, you get up and you walk to the next meeting or you, you are back at your desk and you have a chance mm -hmm. to just sort of reflect on the meeting you just came out of with your colleagues and you know tell them what a waste of time it was or how great it was, whatever it might be. Um, we don't get that anymore. It's just one after the other after the other. So, um, you know, what what are some skills that we can we can talk about that help strengthen this virtual environment that we live in? Which you know, yes, the pandemic is hopefully coming to an end. We see the light at the end of the tunnel, but this mode of working is probably here to stay for for many of us for 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 the foreseeable future. So, what yeah. would you say some some strengths or skills that leaders and and employees should adopt to um, uh, to sort of survive this time and maybe even thrive in it. Yeah, well, I I, I definitely think that uh, to your point, Kumar, 
this this mode of working is going to go beyond uh, what we uh, beyond the pandemic time frame. And what I'm afraid of is the expectation that has been set up in terms of availability and mm. uh, and uh, time commitment uh, is going to stay as well. Uh, even if you are going into work, people would totally expect you to be on phone calls from the time that you step into the car, not just not just when you get to the office, but when you step into the car uh, and on your drive back. So instead of listening to a podcast or music or or an audio book, now you literally might have to be on a phone call on a conference call, focusing on that instead of driving. Uh, so uh, a, a little bit of um, I think everyone can be kind of empathetic to each other and, and their needs, right? Because your family uh, scenario, circumstances uh, is is going to be different, uh, and everyone is going to be different. So having empathy for each other, uh, trying to understand where they're coming from, uh, even when they're remote, is going to be important. And and that is more difficult now because we don't have those lunch conversations. We don't mm -hmm. have the conversations so how do you find time for that and how do you find the opportunity for it would be a really critical factor here yeah what what are some ways you think um, uh, Mike to demonstrate empathy well <clears throat> I think certainly having an understanding for all of these points in time that the jolly was talking about right I mean just because your office is is three seconds away from, from your coffee pot, which is three seconds away from your bed, doesn't mean you should expect somebody the minute you send a text for them to be online with you on camera by 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, if you're planning things like that, obviously burning the midnight oil when it's necessary is a good thing, but there it's not an unlimited supply and really having an understanding with People have different family dynamics. They have different situations they're dealing with, with the health and the welfare of their family members who they haven't had access to for almost a year in some cases. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's having that balance. You, you've got to actively be putting yourself um, into that person's situation, into your group situation, your team members, your, your coworkers. Um, and, and, and getting getting those time back, we even talked about in between, you know, the, mm -hmm. some of the groups we're working with right now, we've gone through and some of the tools are starting to kind of pick up on this, instituting the, the five or 10 minute breaks in between mm -hmm. the meeting sessions and, and really sticking to them, giving people the opportunity to, to pivot and, mm -hmm. and, to, and to move and to, to realize, hey, you you're, have empathy for the fact that you're coming out of your third meeting of the day and it's only nine o'clock. And, and, and somebody is, is now, now you're having to switch context again. So really starting to, 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 to value outcomes and not just output, because it's so easy with this, with this type of structure to be output driven, to say, look at all the efficiency I can get now. I can be online nine, 10 hours. I don't have a four hour commute to deal with every day. Well, right. there's some value in having some of that downtime, not only in just having mental sanity, but having the quality of your work resonate through and quality starts to suffer when we're, when we're not being empathetic about everything else besides just the task at hand being, being front and center. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, especially for all the leaders out there, you know, um, whatever your title is, whatever your role is, if you're leading people, you know, you're a scrum master, you're a product owner, you're a director, 
um, I think it's really important to check in with your team. Um, and and by, well, by checking in, I, I don't mean, hey, what are you doing today? Or, or what do you expect to get done today? More than that, it's about checking with them personally. That's another way to demonstrate empathy that you care about them, that, hey, we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat, all working from home, all suffering from the same um, stresses that both Mike and Jolly talked about. And it's an opportunity to just check in and see how are they doing? Uh, you know, the, the sort of the replacement, if you will, for the water cooler conversation as you run by someone and you're not talking about work when you're when you run by them. It's, hey, did you watch the game last night? You know, or uh, things like that. It's being more human, being more empathetic. And 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 it's, this is even more important now than I think it ever was is it's demonstrating that empathy and then communicating that, you know, in, in ways if you're a leader, communication is such a key, wouldn't you say? Um, I think one of the uh, other keys is as a leader, communicating the vision, the strategy, uh, and being really crisp and clear about it. Um, never more is it, is, it, uh, is it more important than now is to be able to communicate the vision and the strategy for where your team is going, where your company is going, where your department's going, um, and, and over, almost over-communicate it. So Consistently. Over understand yeah. it and know it. Right. What, what do you yeah. all think? Yeah, it, it is even more difficult remotely. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm sure in leaders in big companies have had this challenge all the time because they, they had distributed offices and, and they had to make sure that their vision and strategy kind of reached the remote corners of the organization. But not everyone was in that scenario. Right. Not everyone was a uh, was the president of G or, or IBM or Microsoft. Uh, there are a lot of leaders uh, who are used to communicating with people uh, face to face. Uh, a great example of this is, is my wife. Uh, she she has uh, around 40 people in her team and she is now fully remote and mm -hmm. she's finding constantly trying to find new ways of communicating strategy and not just communicating it, making the the team part of that decision making process right mm -hmm. he's now a great mm -hmm. fan of david marquet and dan peck she's reading up on this uh on the on the tips that those guys are giving very regularly are and, you a coach jolly oh i try not to be bringing <laughs> 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 that home sometimes isn't always welcome right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i am not experimenting this at home uh that is for sure uh, but uh, uh, she has done an incredible job uh, incorporating the team in those decision-making process and uh, create co-creating that strategy and the vision uh, so that some of it is self-communicated, right? So she really does talk about the what's and the guardrails in which to operate, but she has gone above and beyond in making them part of the process so that the communication that is built in yeah and i think what you're really getting at is this, this the coaching and delegation skills mm -hmm. right that your wife is is um is uh, is is using leveraging right those those skills to coach and and delegate responsibility to the people that are closest to the decision yeah. uh, and that's so important in in an agile and nimble organization whether you call yourself agile or not it's being able to uh, distribute decision makings to the people that have the most knowledge and are closest to the work. What do you, what do you think, um, Mike or, or John? Uh, we're, 
we're in the ultimate out of sight, out of mind experience right now. I mean, yeah. th- th- nothing that any of us have ever lived through has been like this, right? So, you you take these 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 three topics, and you really can you can exemplify all of them through leveraging your coaching and your delegation skills. You can show empathy. You mm-hmm. can you can actually be continuously communicating mission and vision, but you can also have them communicating it back to you as, as part of that delegation, as part of that, 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 the, the coaching up and the delegation of things. It, it requires less um, one-way communication or less kind of outward communication from you as a leader if you are empowering and delegating, because now people are repeating that back to you and what they're doing. And it's a little easier for you to even show that empathy by by leveraging the coaching and delegation, because now you've got a two way communication or a two way conduit that's much more equally leveraged um, in this situation. And in this out of sight, out of mind environment, we need to have that. We need to keep that that two way collaboration, that two way communication fresh and vibrant. Uh, Keep it clean. Keep it lively. Uh, don't ha- don't pack it together uh, too tightly, right? Keep, keep it spaced out enough where people have that space to think about these things. And I, I think that um, you know it really it all comes around when you when you are able to inspire and, and and delegate those types of things to folks where they can show you what they're grasping and what how they're helping to drive those things that are that that you're all trying to do as a as as a, as a group. Yeah, that's great. One silver lining in the in the whole pandemic world is that all of us went remote. Not not two members of the team, not three members of the team. Yeah. All of us went remote, and 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 we were almost forced to learn some of these techniques uh, that uh, previously was taken for granted or people didn't focus on. One of the right. 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 <laughs> so now we are all focusing on it, which which is actually uh, when we go back to work and maybe go to a scenario where some people are remote, hopefully some of this still sticks so that those people who are remote or have to work from home are not left behind uh, when the circumstances get better. And that's probably uh, as much, if not a more challenging situation than all of us being forced into the same boat Mm -hmm. and asked to row in the same direction. Right now when we're split up and some people are still continuing on with what we've been doing for the last year and others are going back to what used to be right. Uh, that, that's it's going to be difficult to 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 yeah. take that and then move it forward because so many folks have been out of that situation for so long. I think all the more reasons to demonstrate empathy, you know, as a leader or as an employee, empathy for each other in the workplace. You know, especially when some of us are in the workplace and some of us are still working from home. You know, to demonstrate empathy and to and to be aware, really, that hey these people are still working from home and how do I include them? And, and for the folks that are working from home to, to, to realize that there are people in the office, how do I learn from them? What's going on in the workplace, right? Uh, so demonstrating empathy, uh, delegation uh, and coaching by everyone. I mean, it doesn't mean that just because you're a leader, you get to delegate as, as employees, as contributors in your team, you get to coach and delegate as well. Your peers, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and 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 it's it's sort of that mindset that that you can embody right as as a member of a team, and, and then of course communication, communicating the vision and strategy. Uh, certainly, it's a leadership function. Uh, I think it's also 
a worker function. You know, it, once it's been communicated, how, do you, how does it resonate with you? And how do you communicate that to your peers? Um, or, or if you're confused about it, how do you seek information to get clarity? Uh, so I think there, it's kind of like you said, it's a two-way street, Mike, right? So um, uh, keeping those lines of communication open. Um, before we close out, any parting thoughts, any tips to avoid burnout? I mean, these are sort of like high level ideas. Any, anything sort of small that people sh that you've started to implement yourselves to uh, to avoid the burnout? Well, I know that some of the folks I've been working with is, is be the example, right? I mean, if regardless of whether you're seen as a is a titled leader or as an informal leader. Um, be the example, be that person that's willing to, and sometimes it's not comfortable to be the person that's not always online. That's mm -hmm. always the five minutes early to the meeting or doesn't take any breaks. You know, this, the, the hero mentality is not going to help with any yeah. of this. Be that example, reach out and say, I am going to institute this because I know it's healthy for this reasons. And I would like you all to come with me on that and be very specific and vocal about that. Yeah, I, I, I have done something very small tactical uh, in, in scheduling my meetings recently, which is uh, I think Outlook allows you to do it. Uh, I don't know about Google Mail uh, and other mail systems, but. Oh, but that, uh, no, he's still there. He's okay. still there. <laughs> um, so having uh, letting people know leave five minutes before the end of the call is always a great idea. Um, Google does do that as well. So Outlook now and Google are both both doing that. They've got the options there where you can tailor it for five minutes for yeah. a thirty minute meeting and ten minutes for a one hour meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that that's that's a real uh, benefit. Uh, when when you when the organizers don't think about it that often, that would be a, a, a small tactical thing that you can do uh, to make lives better. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and meeting habits are such a such a um, a good habit to establish for for companies, for organizations, for teams. Good meeting habits, and I think on a more personal level, um, take more breaks. You know, I try to walk mm -hmm. in the morning, and walk in the afternoon, just get out of the house, get out of the office, your home office, go for a drive. I do miss the commutes. I don't know about you guys, but I actually miss the commutes. And and if you're in this area, in the D.C. area, uh, you know how awful the commutes can be. Well, I, I never thought I would. But I, but I do I do it's it's yeah. just at drive time like you said uh, my yeah. myself I have a, a son that's actually fortunate enough to be going to school five days a week and part of my precious time in my day is taking him to school and picking him up when I when it's my turn between my yeah. wife and I so it's huge it's it's a great it gets you out like you said yeah. it gets you out of physically out as well as mentally out of what you're doing yeah. and gives you that space to come back yeah. fresh and, and strong. Right. Totally agree. Yeah, the drives are nice. Uh, I, don't, I don't get to listen to my audible um, like I used to uh, on the commutes, but that's that's the nature of, of the pandemic. But I am thankful uh, uh, that that um, I have not um, lost income from this. I'm, I'm really thankful and grateful that I'm still working and contributing and able to uh, to help uh, my clients, our clients and and uh, I'm sure you guys are too. Very much so. All right. That's really it. Unless you have any other tips to share. That's good. I think it's good. Right. Thanks. Thanks for watching everyone. 
and we will see you in a couple of weeks. If you have any topics that you'd like us to, to uh, talk about, please uh, drop them in the chat and uh, uh, have a great day. And remember, take care of yourselves, avoid burnout,